Was that Adelaide's title chances? That was Adelaide's title chances being blown away. Extinguished. Extinguished, if nah. you will. Are we being too harsh? We're being a little too harsh, maybe. If you're joining us this week, welcome to episode 13.1. You'll notice this week we're, we're going to try uploading separately. So for those that aren't interested in the A-League chat, you can listen to the other one. For those that only want the A-League chat, you can listen to the point one each week. So here we are to talk about Adelaide's fucking, dis- swear jar, disgusting nil-nil home draw to a 10-man Western United. I was I was going to make a conscious effort not to not to drop any swears this week, but of course we have to. I wanted start. to. Yeah, I think it's probably the only apt way to describe it. We were dismal. That uh, I think we've been belted a few times this season, Macarthur, Perth, early on. Uh, but this one, this hurt more than any of them. I think. Yeah, given that uh, the position we've put ourselves in this season to get something out of it. Um, I always like to, when I go to the game, I have my thoughts on it and then I kind of stew on them a bit and then we like to refresh it by watching the mini or something, just refresh the memory and my thoughts still haven't really changed. Um, I still feel that we deserved to lose that game. We were lucky to get away with a draw despite having a man advantage. Do you feel similarly? Yeah, 100%. There's... uh... I'm surprised we did get a point out of this game. We didn't, perhaps that tiny spell after halftime in between, uh, up until the 55th minute, where we had two or three really good chances. More kid the side netting. Um, there was another one in there that's just escaped me at the moment, but we dominated for just the tiniest window where we should have put a couple of goals on and we didn't. Yeah. Um, but other than that, no, we were, we were very poor. There was just no fluidity in our player. There was nothing coming from the back forward. There was no long balls because they were quite well organised and sitting in tight. Um, our midfield, while I thought even that, you know, they had 10 men, so they were obviously on top, but they weren't on top in any positive or, you know, there was nothing. There was no, no- West, West United looked pretty comfortable for the most part. Which was, yeah. With their 10 men. Um, which is probably the most gut-wrenching bit. The They did it so easily. It ties a lot into a lot of the criticism I read online and stuff, a lot of the fan feedback from people was definitely uh, one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. We were so one-dimensional. Um, something we've seen a lot this year, especially from yeah. Craig Goodwin, as good as he's been, he seems to, I don't know if it's a deliberate tactic, but we love doing this thing where he gets the ball kind of flat-footed and he stops and then turns and whips across in. Yeah. But very rarely have I seen them be effective this season. When he is taking the ball in his stride and taking on defenders and getting in behind, that's when we look so dangerous, and that's when he looks at his best. So I don't know why we continue with this. I don't know if it's just him playing like that or if it's an instruction to do that. It's yeah, But it's you, frustrating because how want... many balls on Friday night ended up in the goalkeeper's hands? Oh, man. Relentless like, amounts. Just too easy. There would, be a, there would be a stats man out there recording this. But not, just like not here, not here. <laughs> we, that's no, we're not paid enough to do that. What you want is you want the back four scrambling, and that's what you're talking about. Is when he takes it in his stride and hits it first time across the box. They're not things like that, yeah. 
because what we saw time and time again was they were a really rigid... Um, they had a really straight line back four. And whenever we tried, there was a really good moment. Halloran in the second half hit a low ball across the six-yard box. Yeah. And their entire back four was set up so stringently. It was yep. so, it was so well marshaled. Um, but that's what you do when you cut back inside and you don't you know, try and expose them running back. And that's what Craig Goodwin has been doing of recent weeks. I don't... Does he not trust the people in the box? Is he, is he looking up and thinking... If I whip this ball in, no one's going to get it anyway, so I may as well turn back. Or, but it's no, but he is still crossing it. Yeah, but, but he's it's, not it's doing al- it in the same manner. He's it's always st- after. It's a couple of yeah. phases, not phases, but it's a couple of moments later, which gives you know the attacking players a couple more yeah. strides to get into the box. Um, another note on Goodwin, but tying into Halloran, we've noticed the effectiveness the last few weeks of them swapping sides every now and again, especially at home games. Uh, they didn't swap this week. It wasn't until later in the game, after Goodwin had gone off, that Halloran switched to the left, and he got a chance where he cut in onto his right and had a shot. We didn't get anything from it, but it was more positive. And I just don't know why we hadn't tried something like that earlier, especially if, if you can get them crossing over with Goodwin, so good at cutting onto his left, get him have a few shots. Like we didn't take any shots on. We didn't swap wingers. We didn't. It was just so one-dimensional. We were we were like a miniature train, Sam, just running <laughs> on a singular track. It was, yeah, appalling. It was disgusting. Uh, it was just really uninspiring. And one of the one of the best moments of excitement was when um, Yangi showing his positivity when he wanted to get the ball into feet. He wanted to receive the ball. Urich never looks like he wants to receive the ball. Yangi wanted it, got it, took a touch, did a quick swivel and got a shot away, won a corner. Why did it take like 80 minutes against 10 men to do this? Well, we didn't play 80 minutes against 10 men, but 80 minutes of the game. Why did it take so long to start doing things like that? Like, I'm with put you. the pressure on. I'm, I just, at, I'm out of answers. I I'm, just don't get it. It was very um, Bruce Chute-esque. I liked it. it yeah. Rem- it reminded me of the glory days. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't... If he if he wants a ball played into his feet, it has to be the six yard box, so that he can score, or even then maybe not score, as we saw in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's so hard to like. I just <laughs> he's hard to like, and I feel he keeps his spot in the team because he's had he does have goals to his name this season. Yeah, and he does as many as Stefan. He's obviously the big. He was the big striker signing, so. Um, you know, you got to play him. You right? got to play him, I guess. I don't know. Um, but given our attacking talent, maybe we should just play Yankee. Yeah. Although he is, he was playing previously, uh, and the injury sort of thrust Urich back into the limelight. We called the when we were at the ground. Um, we called the substitution of Yengi coming on as an extra striker needed to happen because at half time we looked like we weren't really doing much at all. Kind so had ideas. We did it, but we didn't. We didn't use Yengi's strengths at all. We didn't try and... I know his strength is maybe his pace and stuff, and it's hard to get him behind with those... When they're defending with the man off. But Yengi is also very good at being strong on the ball, having quick feet, and zipping the the ball in around the box. And when we got him and the two Toure's on and involved together, knocking the ball around the box, making runs, getting creative, it looked a lot better than the flat-footedness that Craig Goodwin was giving us. Yeah. And the absolute nothing that Halloran was giving us. 
I think what we're seeing here is a mix between the technical starting 11 in that you have Goodwin and Halloran doing very specific like footballing tactical things they're really playing rigidly to a system they're trying to involve players in areas it's all very training part like you can see almost the cone set up in the rigid formations that we play in in and around the box yep and then you bring on the live wires bring on the Torre boys you bring on Yangi and all of a sudden these guys are doing things you're just you're looking at it like Torre a they're few playing weeks with ago. freedom yeah they're exactly playing the game and I think that's is how they've been brought up playing with yes. Carl in those youth systems exactly and I think that's what Carl's doing I think Carl is trying to play a certain way and then if it doesn't work he's like alright here you go bang couple yep. of firecrackers let's just light him up and see what happens yep. and what we saw this week was a red card a uh, little melee and <laughs> not a lot of goals <laughs> yeah um, it all got a bit exciting towards the end didn't it we um, got the crowd into it which was nice are we I guess we're kind of uh, we're accepting of Mo's red card. Yeah, it's a red card. Yeah. He's trying to, he's trying to take yellows. the shot. He, he was just late. The defender it. got there first. I get it. Second yellow. And it, it looks so bad. And our Harper called it out in the commentary as well. He puts his hands to his head straight away. Yeah. And I think he knows he's he, made a mistake. I think he knows it's a second yellow. So, but he which, knows he's not trying to hurt anyone. Mark exactly. Rudin knows he's not trying to hurt exactly. anyone. Exactly. Gives him the so pat on the back. Give him the handshake on the way off. Um, yeah, it was just, it's, it's an unfortunate uh, calamity of the game. And it's something that we rule a yellow card now. So yeah. that's fair. It's the first yellow that shits us. At the, oh, at the first yellow. We talked about oh, this. Oh, dude. I went like 10 minutes with that. Oh, we anyway. talked about this just before when watching, uh, going over our refresher, going over our notes. But um, uh, I have a lot of not nice things about Stefan Mork this week. Not nice feelings about Steph Mork. Should we uh, open the journal up and... Go on, open it up. <laughs> what it, kick us off. Stefan Mork, what the fuck are you doing? Swear jar. Ding! <laughs> but yeah, uh, that run into the box where he takes that dive, horrible. We've seen it too much this season from him. That's the thing. And they're really blatantly obvious dives too. They're That's, not even like... It's, like there's, there's a pattern He's now. not even milking contact. There's no contact. And they're not being given now because all the refs know exactly what he's doing because yep. he does it every freaking week. The first couple of weeks, yeah, we were getting them, but... And then after the like Mariners to, one, after the Tongik one, jeez man. Yeah, would you like to continue on with why we became more displeased with Mork after the dive? Oh, as he walks away from the melee that's ensuing, and then all of a sudden the Torres, um, Mo's getting bloody booked. The Torre brothers have gone in to stick up for him, yeah, to defend their teammate. Which yeah, to is defend fine. their no captain. That. That's fine. That's what happens. And Mork just casually walks away. Yeah, and that's where Mo picks up his yellow card. He is, I mean, his okay. first yellow. Yengi's with Mork trying to escort him away from the situation. Yeah, yeah. But if you can, if you see something like that break out, you, you're the captain. You have to go in there and get the guys and get them out of it. You have to drag them away from the play, irrespective of what you've done. I mean, you've caused this, so maybe yeah. you should be more responsible for the situation. Yep. I just, I thought that was there bad. There was a lot about our, I thought it was bad captaincy. Or there's around. a lot about Adelaide this year and our, the way we go about things. I know we're very hated at the moment. I think, the, we have I think a pretty the most hated, hated. We have a pretty hated style of, uh, not style of play, but the way we go about the shithousery. Yeah, there's a lot um, of shithousery. And it's because they're young boys. Like. And that's, that sort of shithousery will go one of two ways, really. When you're winning, it's the sort of thing where, as a fan, you sit back and kind of, you, you tolerate it 
to an extent because you go you joke about it that's you joke about it because it's just a bit of the arrogance that comes with being good and winning because you can do that but when you still carry on like that when you're losing or drawing um, nil-nil at home to a team to a poor yeah um it just looks very childish very poor what is the buzzword for the week uh petulance it was petulant 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 petulance yep Adelaide, very petulant. It's tough to watch sometimes. And quite frankly, it was embarrassing Friday night, to be honest. It wasn't good. I was struggling to think of ways to defend There's no way. what we did on the park. So it's not, there wasn't heaps of it, but, you know, it's just a build up over the weeks. Of, enough of it. If we're going to keep playing like this, like we saw the, um, we were talking before about, we haven't gone over it yet, but the Sanchez red card for Western United, I think no arguments, clear second yellow. Definitely. But why was... He gets given a second yellow, so he gets a red card. And all of a sudden, Halloran's run all the way across the pitch to get in the ref's face about yeah, it. It's He's already with. been sent off. What do you want him to do, Halloran? You want him to guillotine him or something? Like, <laughs> he's already got... <laughs> Suspend his license? Like, yeah, what do you want? He's already got the red card. Like, fuck off back to your wing, Halloran, and get on with the game. Swear jar. That was the Ding. fastest I saw Halloran move all game, to be honest with you. It was up there. That dart to the referee. And Except for that early run he went on where he got a Western United player booked, but that, relevant. No, no, that is true. No. We, we so of, second fastest we saw we Halloran can't, We can't always bash Halloran, but this is, again... No, we've been pretty good on Halloran the last few weeks because he's stepped up and he's... Because he's done well. He's done what we expect him to do. Yeah. The positive attacking runs and taking players, but non-existent the other night. And then, yeah. The, Are we not... Do you think we're not giving Western United enough credit? Because um, cause there's been well, an upturn in form recently. Not through, um, not through not wanting to give them credit. We can. Mm-hmm. We just hadn't got to that yet, I guess. Yeah, but I, wonder, but I, would, I wonder if our poor display was more brought upon uh, by how good Western United were defensively. Their organisation, their structure, the way they hit us on the counter to keep stretching us. Yeah, possibly. I mean, a bit of both. They were good. They did what you have to do with 10 men. I thought they like, did it beautifully. They the did amount it beautifully. of time they wasted, man. Yeah. Unreal. They did it well. But you have to be... The team with 11 men has to be better in that situation. Yeah. Especially when you consider table positions as well. Us being at home. And like we talked about, the style of play where we were trying to score with these just, you know, one-dimensional whipping crosses in the air with no one running, not zipping the ball around to feet. Um, that only played into their hands. You know? That's exactly so, how they wanted it. That's how they wanted it, and we gave it to them that way. So they did they did their job, and we needed to be better. We needed to find another way, and we didn't. Mm. Even, yeah. with, even with the 10 men, Western United looked potent. Yep. Uh, Aaron Calver missed that free header right at yes. the end of the game, 86th minute. And how about the uh, disallowed goal, which oh, I've got a lot boy. of issues with this. Oh, it's happened a, it's happened a few times this the season. The first one is... Um, I mean, it's no no real discredit to Jordan Elsie, but Tiamanti laid made him look like an amateur footballer. Yeah, he sent him back to Sunday I League. I think Elsie tried to foul him and couldn't get enough of him, and he was just too strong. It just it makes yeah it makes you wonder. He must have been trying to foul him, but he was he. If you're going we to saw just him like, close, even live, we could see it. He tried to pull him and we just clothesline him and get it done. Yeah, take the yellow and take the. It's going to be the same thing if you tug the shirt but or you clothesline him. It's I going think to be a yellow card. Uh. Even taking that away, Diamante did well. Oh, he and then schooled his, him. His ball over the top was excellent. And then Gauchi 
Gauchi's not covering himself in a lot of glory. Not recently. With, with those sort of situations. We saw like the goal we conceded against Central Coast. We had to come off his line and sweep. Missed it. Um, that goal there where he came off and just like... Took just, out the defender. It looked really... Sl- took out the defender and he just looked like we could... The whole ground, I think, could see where the attacker wanted to go and knock the ball around him and he just... F- just went straight up his line, yeah. Fucked it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Got it completely wrong. And um, and then Timotheo, who's following him behind... What the hell has happened All he has here? to do is use his... He's a professional footballer. Oh my god, he has. I've been, the ball is dribbling. It is so slow. The he ball just has is to so stop slow. Stop it with his right foot. He can either clear it or, or he's just left stop foot. it. I think he. I saw it again. I think he has enough time to stop before he switches it onto his right, where he still has enough time to stop the ball. Uh, maybe it's just the point is his body shape. The way his body shape is, he's it's coming across. It so if he badly. just stuck his foot out, either foot, he could have stopped it. Instead, he tries to let the ball go past him and go around it, so he can use his left foot to clear. I don't. Understand, he's got it all wrong. And, and and initially, he's the guy that got caught out, not tight enough to his man yeah. with the ball in behind. So we've been quite happy with Timotheu for the most part this season, but he does have these moments where he goes to sleep, and they're a bit worrying. He's still young, but I think he does have these moments a bit. He goes to sleep. I don't want to make a massive call here, and the last thing I want to do is dismiss a player who I I like, and I like the signing when he came in. But I think recently, especially the last two months, whenever he's had to come in and substitute for Jakobsen, he hasn't been as good as him, number one. But number no. two, I just I don't see any improvement in him. I think he keeps making the same errors week on week. Yeah, that's the point I was and getting at. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, he no has exactly. These errors in him. And I think it's a little bit concerning. I wonder how much time are we going to put into this yep. process? Because <laughs> as much as we like Elsie and as much as we like Timotheu, these guys aren't going to win his championships. That's not, that's not a championship-winning centre-back pairing. No, I think... Is that um, harsh? It's no, probably I a little think, bit harsh. Because I, I, I really on, like these players. I, I think really it's harsh do. on Elsie. I think with a good partner, but Elsie you, is capable. But do you think back to when we did last win the championship and the premiership, um, Elsie sat on the bench and it was Dylan McGowan and LaRocca. Yeah. But Elsie's come a long way since then. I don't think he was coming back from injury then still as well. So that played into it. Was that before the injury? No, oh, he might have had another one after that. Oh, okay, but yeah. he definitely had one before that season. Yeah. No, was yeah, he was back. injury riddled for sure. And like, yeah. I mean, I don't, I've never really rated Dylan McGowan too highly either. He hasn't shown anything um, like he did with us, like he has for just, Western Sydney. It depends on the, sure. you know, it depends on the sort of help you get from your midfield as well, um, which we were frankly didn't get a lot of. The other yeah. night. And we were blessed in that yeah. period with Isaias and the like. Yeah. So, yeah, I understand that. No, you make a good point. Going back, if I can go back to the West United goal, non-goal. It, <laughs> Are we going to do it? Another one of these uh, VAR gives it offside where it looks like it's probably his arm that's offside. or Either way, it's come his down shoulder to... shoulder blade. With, it's come down to inches or millimetres or whatever. The linesman didn't give it off. Why is this not just being... That's the point. Like it just. That, I think that's a really good uh, point you made when we were watching it back. If the linesman doesn't give it, and it's a really line ball call like that, well, that should be we, like the cricket. Yeah. We keep saying on here, over and over again. If it's if the linesman doesn't give it offside, and then you go look at it, and it's if it's so close that you have to start drawing these 
lines with a computer. They were perpendicular. Then they were touching. Then don't worry about they it. They were so close they were touching. Yeah. If you have to start drawing these lines on a computer, leave it leave it up to the linesman's decision. If the linesman's give, flagged it, give it off. Yes. If the linesman hasn't flagged it, play on. This is a really Leave it up to the linesman. You'll I win some, so. you'll lose some. Exactly. And it should even out. I love that theory that it evens out in the long run. That's just sport, isn't it? Isn't it? That's it's what just, I think. You know? That's what I think. I th- I I enjoy I think VAR definitely has I'm saying that too much. VAR definitely has its purpose in the game. Of course it does. To really to overrule those crucial errors we can think back long give, throughout history. Give deserved red cards. Yes, penalties like you've missed handballs. Yeah. Potentially if we fix the handball rule. It when the but, ball goes over the line. Yeah. Which we saw earlier, we're gonna deviate just quickly. We saw earlier in the Brisbane Western United game. Why Why in this division can we not call if the ball is over the line or not? Yeah, that's another issue again. I would just, oh, there's no... Fox Sports don't have a camera in place to see the goal line. And we won't, on pay, the goal line and angle. We won't pay the money for the... We won't pay for it. No, the, we the won't have the technology tech. to see if it's over. So it's just up to Fox Sports cameras to check if it was over the line or not. Yeah. It's... But why, and then we end up with Robbie Slater down there with a ball. <laughs> trying to guess. Demonstrating how it so came this off is the how post. it was, and this is oh, how it looked. Jesus. What a shambles. But what I brought it up because it fits back into your trust the linesman narrative. Yeah. Because we don't have as much trust in the linesman as we used to. In the olden days, and I say the olden days is in three years ago. <laughs> Two years four ago. Four years ago, whatever it was. <laughs> Jesus, the peak of football, maybe. Um, you would just trust the linesman to call that whether it was yep. over the line or not. But we don't anymore because the linesman isn't on the byline because they're not looking for that. No. So we're just shooting ourselves in the foot over and over and over again trying to officiate this game. Yep. And it's not it's not just in the A-League. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. The offsides. The A-League's a particular beast because we don't have goal line tech and we don't have proper camera angles. Yeah. The, the have, fidelity of the images We is have just... incidents like the Melbourne Victory Newcastle Grand Final where somehow VAR wasn't working for the 30 seconds where a goal was scored. Magically So they shuts couldn't off. check that it was... Magically was it offside? Off. It, was, it was offside, wasn't it? Yeah, it was offside. It was offside. But they, they couldn't check because it was shut down. But they couldn't check it because VAR wasn't working somehow. And Melbourne Victory won a Grand Final, you know. We're not saying it just out of spite because it was Melbourne Victory that won it, but just it's farcical for... A professional league to try and yeah for that give to out be, a result like this for that to be your crown and glory moment of the season. Yep. Um, the one note that I took on the game and it it harks back to what we were talking about last week. If we just pin the players' arms to their side so that they run and they don't move, we'd be perfectly fine. <laughs> we would fix this problem. So I said last week, we'll just surgically remove them if you like. Exactly. That that is the only way forward, unless VAR and FIFA or the FA or whoever the fuck decides the rules. Until they figure this out. Swear jar. Ding. Ding. Yeah. It's grim. It's, it's just grim. It's really because, grim. Because I think they deserve the, the game and the Diamante assist deserved a goal. And it's just... I kind of hate that we keep talking about it each week. It's a hollow... You don't have a choice because it's part of the... It's a part of the... You want to talk about the, the game and it's part of the game. Yeah, because that was a huge deciding it's moment. It's a huge deciding moment. Like we said at the very start, we deserved to lose. Mm-hmm. And that was the moment there where we should have been one behind and yeah. lost. And then the Calvin moment too. Yeah. So there was a couple, but that particular... That one actually went in. <laughs> Hit the net. True. Or, or the Barisha one also went in. The Bar- that was a handball different. You agree? Which the referee called 
originally. I think it's handball. Yeah, the referee called it as well. He did, yeah. The thing I like, uh, I'm not really a very big fan of Chris Beath at all, but he waited for the ball. He saw it was a pretty clear goal-scoring opportunity, and he waited. he waited for the ball to go in before blowing his whistle to call it. So that way, if it is the foul, VAR can check and rule out the goal. But if he blows his whistle before it goes in, and it turns out it wasn't handball, they have no way of giving a goal. So, which is what happened in the the Bellingham incident in the Champions League. Exactly. The referee should have waited till he hit the net and then blown and the whistle. And then had a look. And then they could have checked it. I, actually, yeah. I actually thought Beath, you know, a few indiscretions, but generally he actually had I can't a stand game. the guy, but yeah, I thought he had a decent game. He had a better game yeah. than he usually does. Still got booed off by the, <laughs> it's just the part, Adelaide it's baseball. It's part and parcel now. They, they don't make much noise over in that Western stand with their nice fancy cover and their roof. Isn't but it they, nice? Uh, and their champagne. But they love booing off a referee, I tell and you And their that. shoe shiners. <laughs> Penny have, for a shoe shine? Yeah. Have you got anything else A-League? I do have A-League. Should we just morph this into A-League chat? Yeah, we're going to. That's the idea. Uh, J-Mac. Jamie McLaren. Yes. He, uh, Banging him in. Isn't he just? Yeah. We just, we're recording Wednesday night and there was a double header before we're recording. Um, and he scored again tonight as Manche- uh, Manchester City. Melbourne City. They may as well be Manchester City. Melbourne City. As Melbourne City further advance their title ambition, I think they're probably going to win it. Yep. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think we said it last week. Well, we've, I think we've said it a few weeks now. We've said the only way for them to not win it, would they'd have to have a pretty bad day. At the same time, someone else is having a really good day. Jamie McLaren's going to have to get injured for two months. Yeah. For the, for, and even then. He's banging him in. He scored again tonight. We've talked about him a bit and he's, um, he kind of is stuck in that. He really smashes him in in the A-League but has had no luck anywhere outside of it. He had a little pot shot at Perth Glory at the halftime <laughs> interview tonight. Interesting. Hilarious. <laughs> that, that is shithousery Adelaide United could use. <laughs> Apparently he didn't get a gig there. I don't understand it. Apparently. How could you not give Jamie McLaren a gig? I thought this he was, though. Year- he was he- playing, though, wasn't but he? But I thought he was from Melbourne, so I don't understand how he's ended up in Perth, not getting a gig at Perth, and then going wherever he went. from Brisbane? No, I thought he was from Melbourne. It, you know what? This doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? This, yeah, has no context to anything. You brought it up. What I wanted to say was, <laughs> he scored his 21st goal tonight, but in the previous game, whoever they beat so long ago now, he scored his 20th goal, which... Uh, Makes it the fourth time he has bagged 20-plus goals in a single season in the A-League. That's a pretty big start. Head and shoulders. League. Head yeah. and shoulders above, like, double the amount of the next person. Yeah. Uh, he brought up his 100th goal tonight, actually, in the A-League. Yeah. Which is huge feat. Huge feat. Um, and he's just, he's dynamite. Do you think he is the best A-League striker we've seen? In the 15, in, uh, yeah, A-League, uh, 15 years. He's in that. He's in the top group. The upper echelon. He's on the top group, which I have to put Barisha in. Yep. No, I think that's you totally have, fair. You have to put Barisha in. Um, it might just be the two of them, to be honest. I mean, I'd love to put, uh, you know, Fornaroli, not enough. Not, not, not enough seasons of it. Um, I can't think of anyone else who's done it for as many seasons as Barisha and McLaren. I'd love to say Schmeltz. Uh, Schmeltz? Schmeltz. Schmeltz. <laughs> German. Schmeltz. Because I was thinking Shane. Schmeltz. Shane Schmeltz. Um, the Kiwi. 
but again, the sa- same, maybe not <laughs> not for yeah. enough seasons, or yeah, he had not. some quiet seasons in there as well, as good as he was. He was very dominant, though, for a lot yeah. of period of that. So he's A-Link. maybe the next in line, but it's definitely Barisha and McLaren are the two. So what this leads me into, there has yes. only been four other players that have scored 20-plus go. goals in a single campaign. Do you have the answers I to have it? the answers. I've actually I figured it out this week. I've is got Jamie Vardy one of them? Jamie Vardy is up there. He scored twice. No. So, so, so start again. What are, I'm going to have to guess these, aren't I? Yeah. This is in the entire So what am I A-Link. guessing? So there's only four other players than Jamie McLaren that have scored 20-plus goals in a single season. Only four? Only four. Which just... Okay. Which really... Four others. Four other people. So Jamie McLaren. The other one is Barisha's one. Barisha has scored 20-plus in two seasons. So yeah. And the other ones have scored one. So you are spot on in, in saying in that those season. two... Yeah. Yeah. In a single season. So yeah. one is Fornaroli. True. Yep. Bang. Ting. And the fourth one... And there's another one. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's two more. Um, can I get a clue at all? Uh, uh well, maybe not. Oh, there's one Archie Thompson. No. Nah. Danny Allsop. No. Nah. Oh, what, oh. I, what I was going to say was they both played for Sydney. They both played for Sydney. Is one Alex Brosk? No. Oh, geez, I'm struggling here, aren't I? Imports. Imports. Uh, pff, bloody hell. Nah, you're gonna have to tell me. You're gonna you're gonna hate yourself. I'm gonna hate myself, aren't I? Adam Lafonge. Adam Lafondre. AL, ALF. He scored it in the title yeah, in the season. I didn't 18, think 19. he scored that many. Bloody hell. And Bobo. Bobo as well. I didn't think he scored that many either. Well, Bobo had that awesome record where he scored forty-four yeah, and I think forty-six it, or something. Really, so. that just reflects my personal neglect of Sydney. <laughs> I think so. You <laughs> just tuned out those and four not, years where they won back not, to back to back. <laughs> not wishing to acknowledge them. Yeah. Well, that was fun. At least you had the answers this time. That was good. I that, do like those games if you've got the answers. That handy. made it interesting because yeah. I knew what I was trying to I do. I think listeners will enjoy that too. They can play along if they know anything. Just be thankful I haven't had as much to drink <laughs> as I did last week. Get, uh, oh, just wait for the Europe pod. You guys are fucked. Yeah. Swear jar. Yeah, well, we're at, the end of the, we're at the end of this anyway. Are we? Do you have any more A-League? Not particularly. Do you have anything else? Oh, um, no, I did. No, I did. Did you, oh, read the, did you read the article today? Oh, shit. The Melbourne one. Yeah, the Matt, the Matt Keane and the Popovich it. article. No, I haven't read it yet. I was oh meant to read it before God. we did this. It's just everything you could wish that could happen to Melbourne Victory in a single season. These guys are infighting before the manager has even taken over. Apparently, Popovich has been cutting players already, even though there's like, what, six games to go in the season. But he hasn't been informing the caretaker manager who's looking after these guys now. Oh, that's hilarious. It's insane. Good luck, Melbourne. Good luck. Um, this sounds like it's going to go so well. Uh, watch this space, that one. Definitely. There's Definitely a there's a lot more to Melbourne come out Victoria of this. generally always a watch this space anyway. I think yeah. Due to the due to the <laughs> yeah. due to the club they are, but yeah. um even more so in a time when it's rare that we see them in this sort of a mess. So if I ever, I don't rest, think I've ever seen it. The rest of the league are just completely lapping this up, and and so we should. So yeah, watch this space, and we'll so, see how this pans so out. So we should. These guys have had it so good for so long. Yep. Screw them. So yeah, we'll see how it pans out. That's it. That's all we got. That's all we got. Should we're we done. wrap it? Yeah, we'll wrap it there. Half an hour is pretty good. All right. I mean, we could go a little bit longer. Nah, let's nah fuck, there's nah, no need. We got, we'd just be talking for the sake of talking. Probably. Isn't that what this is? The only thing I have, the only other thing I could maybe mention was that <laughs> if anyone saw the Brisbane v Western United game tonight, that pitch was fucking shit. Had they just played a consecutive rugby tournament on there? Was there a rugby sevens there for the Apologies last Apologies for the swearing again, but that pitch was atrocious 
That is not a professional standard football pitch. But isn't that the reason we switched out to these suburban grounds so that we had first dibs and we still don't even have first dibs? Well, I don't think they play rugby on it. I think it was just rubbish. There's been a lot of rain in Brisbane over the last But I can neither confirm or deny. Let's just leave it there. We'll have to refer to Simon Hill and see what he thinks. He knows. Simon Hill knows all. Goodbye.